0: One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website you need to know. Back for another edition. Jeremy and Paul, right here, the real money show. Lots of stuff going on today. We're gonna to talk about gold. We're gonna talk about diamonds and talk about how you should be getting into the market like yesterday. Right? How are you,
1: pal? I'm doing great. How great. are you doing? Excellent. Good. Um, you know, look, uh gold so far this year we're up over eleven percent. Silver so far this year we're up over six percent. Palladium, um, up forty-two percent. And of course, the U.S. dollar is down over nine percent, and that's something we're going to keep our eye on over the period to come. Which is the fact that the U.S. dollar is weakening. Right. Uh, certain subjects that we're always paying attention to is the fact that there is a theme that we're that we're following. Uh, which is the de-dollarization, the fact that more and more countries are moving away from the U.S. dollar for trade. Um, and we'll talk about that in the show. So we've got de-dollarization. Uh, geopolitical unrest is another uh, factor that we're watching, specifically uh, the North Korean uh, affair, we'll call it. Uh, we're seeing a lot of saber-rattling there. And... Um, that's a big, big geopolitical factor. There are other geopolitical factors going on as well. That's something that we're keeping an eye on. And uh, and then, of course, there's what's happening with the Fed. Uh, is the Fed going to... P- to slowly sell off their balance sheet. In other words, stop buying uh, treasuries and sell those treasuries, which we don't think they're going to do very much long-term. We think that uh, they're probably going to do a little bit and then end up stopping and also following the interest rate. So those are some of the trends that we're following right now in in the markets. Paul, what's going on with you? How are
2: you? Well, um, yesterday actually was the final day to put in our quote for a tender of the Mm. Algal diamonds, which we've uh, put in a a bid on two beautiful, beautiful diamonds. I hope we get them. Uh, We bid actually almost 40% more than we did last year. Again. Again, (laughs) because that's what we would advise to do. And uh, let's see uh, what happens in the next couple of weeks, uh, how we do on that. But um, we've got an exciting offer on natural fancy-colored diamonds, and we're going to talk about that in the diamond segment um, we're giving away actually a set of one carat diamond studs when you Beautiful. purchase uh one of the six diamonds that we have but we 're going to talk about more in detail but um we're looking at the markets and you know I look from last week we 're up about sixty cents from silver silver's trading roundabout as we're recording the show on thursday afternoon silver's trading at seventeen twenty two twenty three uh u s gold is trading at twelve ninety three um Jeremy actually said the price or the amount of percentage of gold and silver is up on the year actually is a little incorrect it's up a lot higher mm. uh, silver year to date is up actually over 12% and uh, gold is up over 12% and silver is up over 8%. Silver caught up a little bit by about almost 3% last this week from last week to this week. Uh, we think right now gold and silver is extremely un- underpriced. We're going to talk about as well some of the reasons why you should own silver and the usages of silver in this segment or the next segment coming up. We do have a lot to talk about, but for the buyer out there that's never purchased silver, you know, you can go to our website, which is GuildhallPreciousMetals.com, or go to GuildhallWealth.com. Right-hand corner, you can click on our e-store. Um, you can get started. By taking home delivery, uh, by buying what we call a combo pack, yep. we have in silver or in, let's start with gold, we have gold maples where you buy two quarter ounce gold maples and a half ounce gold maple, which gives you like one ounce of gold, which is a great gift as well to give away uh, Christmas time Hanukkah time or whatever. We also have a, a number two combo, which is two quarter ounce Uh, gold maples, a half ounce gold maple and a one ounce gold maple Uh, and these all come with a DNA mark on it so that you can check that you're getting the real product with the Royal Mint so these are Royal Mint products if you like silver which we love at the moment, again we have a a couple of different combos that we have Uh, we we call it a number three combo it's five ten ounce silver bars Royal Canadian Mint bars with 51 ounce maples, terrific deal. Uh, the price is great on it. One, We have probably have one of the lowest prices in the city on, on these combo deals. Um, and we also have a combo, which is a 200-ounce combo, where you get five 10-ounce bars, 51-ounce maples, and one 100-ounce RCM bar. So those are great starter, what we call starter kits, to get involved in investing in the market. We also offer, at Guildhall, um, where you want to store your product we have allocated segregated depository which is safe secure it's an iroc safe depository Um, you can go visit your product anytime you want Um, it's a wonderful way to own you know silver and gold it's great to put in a safe deposit box but if you have two three thousand ounces of silver you know, a thousand ounces weighs 70 pounds. That's a lot of weight to put yeah. into a safe deposit box. You need to put it into a safe, secure location. It's not a good idea to keep it home. Uh, there is a lot of home invasions. Personally, I don't keep a nickel's worth of gold or silver, you know, of my house at all. We also have registered retirement plans, which we work as with our custodian, Quest, quest Trade. We do all the purchasing, they look after all the pa- paperwork on any investment whether it's an rsp a tfsa or any of the other registered lira lifts any of those plans and you can put gold and silver into any one of those uh registered plans we love the tfsa because that's a tax free saving account so if you're buying silver today it's a wonderful to me it's underpriced you know trading silver at just over 17 20 it's a bargain it is a real, real bargain. In 2011, silver was trading at $49. We're down to $17 and change. One of the reasons for this is cheap money in the stock in. That's been produced by um, the Fed, uh, where you've got real low interest rates, which means you can borrow money at low. So, the only place you can really put money can't put it in the bank where you're getting less than 1% interest. Hmm. So, you're putting it in the stock market, hoping you're getting a dividend. And the stock market has done extremely well. Um, you know, for the people that love to gamble out there, uh, Bitcoin today is up $552 to $5,336. Uh, if that's a Ponzi I've ever seen, there's one yeah. to go. But that's definitely a gamble for the investor that really wants to take a lot of risk. The other option that we have where we have um, what we call a mar- power margin account where you can buy gold and silver through Questrate with ourselves where you can use finance to actually buy gold and silver where we can finance uh, you know, by putting up as little as 40% mm. and financing the 60% balance. And that's a terrific way to own gold and silver.
0: 18778 Silver is the number, Guildhallwealth.com. Reminder, Paul is
1: talking about physical metal here, the heavy stuff you can hold, not paper. Wanna just reiterate that, right? That's right. We Go. only deal in actual physical precious metals. Yeah. And you know, we're again we're watching certain themes that are happening in the market because we do feel that gold and silver are ways to preserve wealth. We do think, you know, we've seen some good advances in the market over the last couple years, but we think that the market is going to move much, much higher, but it's going to be a sense of wealth preservation that gold and silver will go from being extremely undervalued right now to reaching a good value and the pendulum could even swing to a point where they're overvalued Mm -hmm. but this is all about purchasing power and one of the things that we're watching is what we call de-dollarization. What is that? So what that is is that countries around the globe are starting to move away from the reserve currency which is the US dollar and it's, it's not just... Um, you know, what you would perceive as anti-allies to the U.S. like Russia and China. But other countries around the globe are looking to make trade deals where they don't have to utilize U.S. dollars to make those deals. Now, is it because the U.S. is already showing a lot of weakness that $20 trillion in debt and uh, the, the political atmosphere are showing that there's a weakness there that countries are starting to feel emboldened to start making these moves but these moves are starting to happen at a more rapid clip things like russia coming out and saying that's it we're not going to accept us dollars at our ports or just lots of other deals going on between countries like china and russia that say you know what we're not going to use the us dollar in these trade deals one of the biggest trade deals that could be coming forward soon that China's put forth, and we've talked about it on the show a little bit, but if you haven't heard about it, what it is is China is looking to trade oil for one which is then convertible into gold. Wow. So China has ex- probably the largest energy uh, needs in the, around the globe, and if they can entice people to trade to buy for them to buy oil from them with the yuan that could be converted to gold that's something that will bring attention to a lot of people Spe- specifically countries like will Saudi Arabia turn around and say okay we'll sell oil to to China and if we can convert that uh, yuan into gold what is this going to do to the gold price right. well it has two big effects one is that we're turn these these sovereign nations are turning away from the U.S. dollar, and two, it means that the, the dollar is no longer being used, which weakens that dollar, and that it also means that the price of gold can be much, much stronger. So there's this sense around the globe that people don't want to use the U.S. dollar, which means the U.S. dollar, and more and more analysts are coming out saying they believe it's going to be weaker long-term. There may be bumps along the road where the U.S. dollar could rise on certain news, and that could be a buying point at that uh, at that juncture, but overall the US dollar is destined to become weaker and weaker and weaker over time as the debts bl- uh, debts balloon, as people move away from it. How do you protect against a declining value in the dollar? You have to own an asset that is not correlated to the dollar, and that is gold, and that is silver. If you want to invest in something that's correlated to the US dollar, buy stocks. Right. You know, buying Apple stock, as an example, is correlated in U.S. dollars, right? You want to be something that's non-correlated to that, which means you're truly diversified. And that's what gold and silver does. So we think that as countries move away from the dollar, that the dollar is going to continue to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And as a result, you're going to need something that's going to reverse that trend so that you're not losing that wealth, because it's not just the U.S. dollar. The Canadian dollar is also losing value over time. It's gotten a little stronger this year compared to the U.S., but it's also falling in value over time as we continue to add debt to to us. To you know, we continue to add debts and and personally and uh, by the government. And so, how do you protect against this? You have to have a physical asset that that has a limited supply that is a way to protect wealth and is uh, inflation-proof. And gold has proven over time that it goes up w- during times of inflation. Now, inflation is something that happens when dollars become worth less. So you know, we know that this is happening, and we know that gold and silver move up against that. And so we're excited about where the prices of metals can go, and we're excited that people can get into this market and buy at a low price. Look, you see investments that are way overvalued right now, and you have an opportunity to buy gold and silver that are cont- that are undervalued right now. And just coming off the bottom of that, that we saw in 2013, we've seen the market start to move up over the last couple of years, and we know that a breakout can happen anytime. And we know, and we're gonna talk about this in the next segment, we know that the stock market could come off at any time. What are we waiting for? Why are we continuing to ride on cruise control, knowing that this thing could all implode very, very quickly? Get some physical gold in your portfolio. You can do it by RSPs, own physical gold. You can buy it directly with Guildhall. You can store it directly with Guildhall, whether it's in Toronto, whether it's in Singapore, whether it's in the Cayman Islands. We provide global storage uh, opportunities for all our clients, and it's always Physical. That's the most important thing.
0: One eight seven seven eight silver is a number. Guildhallwealth Want to mention as well? For every five thousand invested in an RSP, with some conditions, you will receive one gram of gold, courtesy of Guildhall. Details on that coming up here in our next segment, Real Money Show Talk Radio, AM six forty. One eight seven seven eight silver the number Guildhallwealth dot com e store top right corner using our RSP room your TFSA's all that details can be had by calling that number and talking to the guys uh, Paul something you've said many times month early day late you don't want to well, be well
2: yeah in these markets you know uh, customers call uh, they say well we're waiting for the market to come off or you know we want to see what's happening you know the stock market the Dow for example has been moving up at an incredible rate nothing goes up in a straight line. It's not a rocket ship. Sooner or later, there will be a correction or retracement. Um, It's just amazing to me. I've been in this business a long time and I look at the markets and every day the Dow seems to either move up or if it does come off, it's so minute, it doesn't seem to make a difference. Um, The Dow is looking to go to 23,000. And they're going to push it and push it and push it, whichever which way they can to get it. So there's a hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. So Trump can say, we've made over $5 trillion since I've been elected. The market's gone up $5 trillion. The correction will come, and it's going to come very sudden. Last one in is the first one to get hurt. It always happens. And, you know, then everybody's backpedaling. I love watching CNBC when the market starts to come off. Uh, They don't know which way to go first. So... If you look at gold and silver, um, it really hasn't done anything for five, six years. I mean, it's amazing that in 2011, we had a high of $49 uh, for silver. Gold was $1,930. And then they took us behind the shed, and they gave us a good it kicking. Um, They really smashed it down. The stock market went up because interest rates were at zero. Real estate went up, interest rates were so low, it had to go up. We're starting to see the correction now in Toronto. For example, housing has come off a little bit. Um, in New York State itself, in New York City, the prices are starting to come down and that's a, a sign that we, I always look for because that's the first place that every price of real estate goes up mm. first. It's starting to come off. Um, the delinquencies are starting to hit Um, especially on car loans in the States and on real estate as well. And even in the UK today, they came out, they're telling the banks to crack down on unsecured loans, which basically is credit cards and any other lines of credit in some cases that are not secured. So for me, gold and silver looks like the safe bet. Um, Year-to-date, as I said, gold is up approximately 12%. Silver is around about... 85 eight percent. Um, I think silver's got more upside right now. Uh, and when we do see a move, it's gonna be six, seven percent to the upside. I think silver could break out over the next three, four months to twenty two, twenty-three dollars. We're sitting at a range of you know 17, 20 to move up twenty-two, twenty-three dollars. This would be an ideal situation if you were looking to do some. F- allocated financing with silver through Questrade where we can do a super margin account where you can actually finance and get into the market by using somebody else's money and a move in the market of 5 $6, you know, when you're using 40% equity to double your money right now, silver, silver would have to go to $34. It only has to move up $8.50 to double your money right now. If it moves mm-hmm. up $4.25, you've got a 50% return. A $2 move, and you've got a 25% return on your money. This is the way to own gold and silver. When do I think I don't have a crystal ball? Will it go up tomorrow? Will it go up next week? Will it go up the week after? Um, we know, or we don't know for sure, but the Fed is talking about putting up interest rates in December. Uh, they were supposed to put up four, int- four rate hikes this year. We've had one or two. 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 Uh, next year, they're supposed to put up four. They've got to put rate hikes up for the simple reason when the market goes in the dumper, they're going to have to take those interest rates down. I love gold and silver. I think this is a great time to have 15 to 20% in your portfolio. It's a hard asset as well as a natural, fancy colored diamond. As I said, stock market has looked to go to 23,000. Uh, is it going to go to 24? Is it going to go to 25? Or is it going to retrace back down to 15? That's
0: the magic question. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number gildhallwealthcom What say
1: you, Jeremy? Well, I think in order to talk about... It you know, is a stock market crash going to come? I think you have to look at what is pushing the market up. And we know that one of the things that is really pushing the market up is the fact that the Fed is investing in it. They're putting billions of dollars a month into the into the market that is obviously pushing the market up. That's one major reason why the market's going to why it continues to rise. And of course, they've said, that they're going to start unwinding that. You know, they've got $4.5 trillion on their balance sheet that they put on their balance sheet by getting all of these banks out of trouble. And they've been trying to get the market going by continually investing. You know, if you could go back to mommy and daddy to get money every week, you know, you wouldn't need a job. So, you know, you just keep going with that. That's what's happening with the Fed. Now, I'm surprised there hasn't been a taper tantrum yet because they've said that they're going to start pulling the bonds and treasuries out of the market. They're going to become net sellers instead of net buyers. And what's going to keep the market levitating at that point? I mean, it could become a giant sinkhole if you think about it. And maybe the maybe the people on Wall Street are calling their bluff saying you're not going to you're not going to stop buying, uh, you're you're still going to continue to buy to keep this thing levitating. So that's one big aspect, the fact that the Fed's been um, investing in the stock market. The other is, and this in some way has to do with low interest rates, but it more has to do with greed, and that is the buybacks. We've talked about this on the show, but but stock buybacks is probably one of the biggest reasons why the market's gone up. And you know, Ralph Nader put out an unbelievable article this week where he talked about that. And uh, they looked at one article that was written in the Harvard Business Review um, by William Lizonic. Uh, this was written in 2013. I'm just going to read a quick quote from it. And the, the title of the uh, article was Profits Without Prosperity. And it was doc. it documents the intricate ways that CEOs use buybacks to escalate their pay Up to 300 to 500 times, averaging $10,000 an hour plus lavish benefits, the average pay of their workers. This compared to only 30 times the average pay gap in 1978. This has led to increasing inequality and stagnant middle class wages. So, you want to talk about parasites, you know. Parasites don't know they're parasites. They're just following their greed. They're saying, and I've seen this. I, I know people on in the financial industry, and they act like this. They say, well, Paul, you know, John's making a million dollars a year. I should be making a million dollars. Why aren't I making a million dollars? And it just feeds. And they just see the their friends in competition at the other companies, and they do that. So here's, here's some uh, some stats that we can really take away from this article. IBM... Which, since 2005, spent 125 billion on buybacks while laying off large numbers of workers and investing only 69.9 billion in R&D. How's that sound? Oh. Another one is Walmart. Is in recent years they bought back over 50 billion of its shares, benefiting mostly just the Walton family. They own it. Uh, last year, the company bought back 8.3 billion of their stock which could have given their hard-pressed employees, many of whom are on welfare, several, a several thousand dollar raise. Now, listen, when Walmart created that company, he cared about the people who work there. That is not the case anymore. Screw the middle class. Screw the lower class. We don't care. We want big paychecks, is what, is what the CEOs are saying. And finally, drug companies who say their sky-high drug prices are needed to fund R&D. Oh, yeah? Between 2006 and 2017, 18 drug companies' CEOs spent a combined staggering 516 516- Billion on buybacks and dividends wow. more than their inflated claims of R and D. So you want to know where the price of the the why the stock market is rising? Ask major CEOs who get huge bonuses from buy from doing buybacks. Now, yeah, low interest rates could have a, a point in that, but look what's happening. It's it's a feeding frenzy. People say market's going up. The fact that it's gone up is proof that it's going to continue to go up. Greenspan called that irrational exuberance, and that could last longer than most people suspect. So while we've been calling for a stock market crash for several years and it keeps going higher, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. We believe that it is going to happen, whether it's because the dollar drops, whether it's because it just becomes, uh, it just crumbles under the weight of its own largesse that's happening, or we see geopolitical. Spike some some black swans start to happen. We think that the market's going to come down. If you're not protected already, it's better to be a day, uh, a month early than a day late, or two years early than a day late. And anyone who bought gold three years ago has made money by being late.
2: The the funny thing is, um, you know, if you look at an example, which is a bad example or a good example, the shooting in Las Vegas at uh, the hotel. Um, The MGM that owns the hotel, uh, the Mandalay Bay, uh, the CEO sold off before the shooting almost half of his stock. Uh, So did a lot of the other board members, yet they also bought back stock on behalf of the company. So the board sold off, and yet they bought back And this is a continuing thing where companies are buying back their stock all the time. Um, And the workers are really not benefiting benefit at all from any of these buybacks that increase the stock value. Uh, It keeps the consumers happy. They, you know, it keeps everybody that's getting a dividend happy. It's great to get a 4 percent dividend uh, and your stock goes from fifty dollars to a hundred dollars but what happens when that hundred dollar dividend hundred dollar stock drops back down to thirty dollars there's some stocks that haven't even recovered from 2008 the ones that are getting pumped up again are the ones that whether you want to call it the plunge protection team where i look every day even today whatever news comes out where jp Morgan didn't do so well this on this last quarter citibank didn't do so well dow's still up four points S&P is only down a point. NASDAQ is up three. I mean, every day it's the same thing. How long can you keep spinning those plates and juggling mm -hmm. those balls before one of the balls or one of those plates drop? And it's going to happen, and then there's going to be a rush to gold and silver. I can tell you, being in, in, in this bullion business, I've been in the market since silver was trading at three dollars and eighty cents. We sold more silver at ten dollars than we did at three eighty. We sold more silver at twenty five than we did at ten dollars. We sold more silver at forty dollars than we did at twenty five. It's a herd mentality. Everybody wants to get on when it's moving up. You buy on the dips. The smart people buy on the dips, and we have investors whether they buy it belong to our monthly buyers club or they buy on a continual basis when the market drops. They load up the boat, they load up the truck because they know it's going to keep moving up. Gold over the last 15, 16 years is up an average of what, 16% a year or is it 13%? In,
1: uh, more in US dollars because that's what you're quoting. Yeah. I always go by the Canadian, which it's up 9% a year in Canadian dollars, which beats inflation and covers your cost of storage. And you know, in the last 15 years, it's actually had only three down years in Canadian dollars, two of which were less than 2% and only one year where it was down 23%. If you were to put that chart on top of any other chart where there's managed money, and you watch that chart through 2008, 2009, you would have loved the price of gold. In fact, maybe I'll put this article in um, in our, our newsletter this week, but Bloomberg did uh, did an article this week where this guy said, is gold really a safe haven? And he started to look at it, and he he. He, he did an example of gold all on its own or gold as just part of a portfolio as a hedge. And it turned out absolutely 100% having some physical gold in your portfolio was a hedge. Now, unfortunately, for don't want to knock financial advisors, but they don't like putting people into actual physical gold. And the key is, is when there's a financial crisis like, the, like we had in 2008 and the market freezes, you want to make sure you have physical gold, not a proxy like paper, not an ETF, not a certificate, not a futures contract. You want to know that you can go to a vault, go to your go go to your safe in the basement, go to a depository that's outside the banking system and know that I can go and get my gold at any time. One eight seven seven eight 7 silver is that number, guildhallwealth.com.
0: Again, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RRSP account, you'll receive one gram of gold from Guildhall. Natural, fancy-colored diamonds, that discussion will take place in just a couple minutes as we uh, go to a short break. Real Money Show Talk Radio, AM 640. one silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. is the website to go to for all your needs and more information. Paul, let's talk about
2: those diamonds. Yeah, let's talk about natural, fancy-colored diamonds, one of the best-kept secrets of the wealthy for years and years and years uh, they have been holding and buying natural fancy colored diamonds especially of exquisite quality because what we're seeing in auctions today are diamonds that were bought for maybe a half a million a million dollars going for 30 million and 50 million dollars I'm not saying that everybody's got that type of scratch to spend. You know, not everybody can spend that type of money. But you can get involved in a natural fancy color diamond for as low as ten thousand dollars, and this is an investment that will keep on in- increasing in value. Whether it's a fancy that may go up six percent a year, or an intense that may go up twelve to fourteen percent a year, or a vivid diamond that normally goes up. Anywhere from twenty to thirty-five percent a year, according to the you know the saturation, the color, and and the clarity. Um, these are the investment diamonds that will increase in value and help you maintain your wealth and your capital through the long stretch. And we've got an exciting um, special that, that we'll be putting up this week uh, into our newsletter as well. Um, we do normally do this. Around the holiday season, but we're kind of jumping the gun a little bit this year to get an early start. Uh, We are in the middle of October. Once we get past Halloween, um, you know, everybody's thinking about Christmas shopping. (laughs) So what we've got is a special on six vivid yellow internally flawless diamonds. Um, they are the most spectacular vivids, and vivid diamonds right now are almost impossible to find. There is none out there <laughs> because the cutters and polishers are taking these diamonds and just pushing them to the back of the safe yeah. because it's money in the bank. Why do they need to sell it now when, you know, three, four years down the road they can almost double their money? So they, we're not seeing anything come to market. Um, but I have six of the most beautiful internally flawless Vivid yellow diamonds. Now, when you buy, they start off at actually thirty-one nine nine five U.S. thirty-two thousand, about forty thousand Canadian. Um, when you purchase one of these diamonds, one of these six diamonds, you will receive a pair of diamond studs, real diamonds, not synthetic diamonds, real diamond studs over a carat in weight. Um, with a value around about $8,000 to $10,000. They're VS quality G diamonds um, that will go into studs. You don't need to put internally flawless if you're wearing uh-huh. them as earrings. Um, but they are most beautiful, beautiful diamonds. I picked them out of my, myself. Um, I picked up pairs so that we can put them into these, you know, diamond studs. Uh, so one of the diamonds we have is a 104 fancy vivid internally flawless, just over a carat. Again, this gives you enough time to buy the diamond, put it into a setting. If you're thinking about giving it to your fiance or to your wife or somebody very special, um, this would make an incredible Christmas present, Hanukkah present, whatever present you want to give before Christmas. It will be just as stunning. What what is that? A radiant or a cushion, Jeremy? It's a cushion. It's a nice. cushion, and the the diamond. This 104, the colors that just come off, the scintillation, the the hue, it's fully saturated. Every one of these diamonds we've handpicked, and we're incredibly proud to own this collection, and this is going to just make a beautiful, beautiful gift and an investment for anybody to put away. We were talking in the break about synthetic diamonds. Yeah, not a fan. You're not a fan? No. Well, synthetic diamonds, you know, whether they're made in a hot pot or whatever, how they make it, it's carbon that's turned into uh you know into a diamond um it's man-made it's like the taking the word champagne champagne is not champagne if it's not made in the champagne district of france sparkling it's wine. sparkling wine it. you know if it's made in niagara it's not champagne if it's made in new york state it's not champagne if it's made in scarborough it's not champagne <laughs> you know it's a sparkling wine So when you buy an investment diamond that's a real diamond that's took two billion years to create, it's been cut by an artisan. It's been cut, whether it's cut in Antwerp, whether it's cut in Tel Aviv, whether it's cut in New York, it's cut by somebody that understands how to cut diamonds. Um, Whether, you know, it's a De Beers diamond, and the De Beers have done a wonderful job of advertising, and, you know, uh, diamond is forever, which is their slogan, but they control the quality. Synthetics are synthetics. If you need money and you want to sell that synthetic diamond, there is no market for it. No. It's a piece of glass in the actual fact. You're not going to be able to sell that diamond and there is companies that are selling, you know, these synthetic diamonds and they're pretending they're bigger. They're, they're bigger, they're, they're better, they're whatever. No. It's not a real diamond. Would you buy a Ferrari that you know doesn't it says Ferrari it's on it, but inside it's got, you know, a six-cylinder engine, you know. Well, you
1: know, it, being able to to create jewels man-made has been around since before the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And they did that because, for example, rubies and emeralds, their clarities aren't good in general. So by being able to to do that created two things. One, you were able to get good quality... That wasn't there before and you were able to also bring it to more of a mass market same thing with with uh with pearls the right. difference is the difference is is that for example with cultured pearls you couldn't get a string of pearls before the you did cultured pearls whereas with diamonds there there isn't a a uh lack of diamonds product out there right there's a plethora of diamond product out there so much diamond product out there that they actually like De beers had to hold back the amount that was coming to market in order to keep the price strong now the fact is is that white diamonds are a luxury product they're not a rarity they're just a luxury which is great they're beautiful but there's a lot of them out there
0: it's like an outing so, they're luxury, but there's
1: tons of them. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yes. They're not so, an investment. No, it's right. it's not. And and the fact is is that um, as you said, Paul, the 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 test, the acid test is if you needed the money, what do you think you're going to get for right. a synthetic versus something real? Um, you know, there's always going to be real Rolex watches and knockoff Rolex watches doesn't really matter what you try to end up calling them which is something that the authorities are going to have to figure out what they're going to call the synthetic um, uh, white diamonds but colored diamonds uh, real colored diamonds uh, you don't see these internally flawless especially in pinks but in yellows you don't see internally flawless where what we're doing is we're really going out to try to find the, the actual highest quality natural fancy color diamonds possible. And what really separates Guildhall from other uh, colored diamond firms is that we're only dealing in the very, very high quality and then we actually go out and acquire those diamonds ourselves. For most of the companies, what they're doing is they're selling on behalf of a wholesaler. So they get a list of what's available. Uh, they don't necessarily have it in their, in their hand, as we like to say. Um, and then you know just because something looks good on paper doesn't mean it is you know we could find a yellow internally flawless diamond doesn't mean that the symmetry is good doesn't mean that the the shape of the diamond is fantastic doesn't mean that the color's so great either you have to see the diamond in person we've got a great team of partners that uh work with us and know what our standards are if they're even going to pretend to start presenting a diamond to us and so this, this idea of buying the absolute highest quality, what you end up with is rarity. You cannot find a one-carat, internally flawless yellow diamond just anywhere. And if you do, I'm curious what the price is, and I'm curious what that GIA report yeah. looks like. And Because uh, we do those type of challenges to ourselves, and then we tell our clients, go find, go find one. And then if you do... And you can, and the price is great, and everything's better. Hey, listen, we're we're more than happy to tip our hat and say well, I don't congratulations. How, yeah, but I don't we know, don't
2: find them. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've had somebody say to me, "But you know, I've got this diamond. I've been quoted on this, and it's 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 this much cheaper. You know, you why are you you so expensive on this? It's not expensive. And it ends up being really deep. Uh, first of all, it's about the color. Uh, it's the first thing when you're buying a natural fancy-colored diamond. It has to have even saturation. The hue from the of the diamond has to be very, very special. The cut is the second thing that we look at. You know, is there a cut... Has it got extra facets? I mean, I've seen diamonds with six and eight extra facets in the diamond, which is a badly cut diamond. It's like a badly cut suit. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Jeremy always joke when we go to Hong Kong, how many good, bad suits we see. <laughs> you know, they're made in 24 hours. It's not the same amount which takes a month to make a suit. You know, to cut a diamond in 15 seconds with a machine, you know, you're going to make some errors. Um Again, when we look, at, then we look at the diamond, the depth of the diamond, the table, the, that's the top of the diamond. Is the table too, too wide? Is the depth too narrow? Um, which means when the light comes in, it's just not going to come back out again. It's dull. And we see a lot of diamonds that are, you know, are cut in India, and India tried to buy and take over the market, but they don't have the <coughs> same artisans as they have no history. in Antwerp no. and, and in Israel oh. and Tel Aviv. How much would a
1: vivid yellow diamond have cost, uh, like the type that we have right now? How how much would that have cost ten years ago?
2: You could have probably bought a real good quality for fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars. And today they're selling for just 40, under fifty. Yeah, forty. I mean, we've got them on for forty um, in Canadian dollars. Um, so one
1: carat diamond in the last ten years has pretty much doubled. Um, and then going forward, you know, the market does mo- The market does what we tend to see is that the market doesn't really fluctuate so much. It could soften a little bit uh, where prices don't necessarily move up, are aren't moving up rapidly. But we see times where the market might just steady out, which yeah, is something we're seeing right now on yellows. But over time, the market continues to rise. Yeah, but this also the-
2: happens with it comes down to price. You know that you know you get price, service, and delivery. Those are the three things that people offer. To get all three, you know, if someone is offering you some something cheap, they normally don't have it in stock. They can pick it up for you, or there is an abundance of it. To find a diamond of the of the quality that we sell, for example, um, there's probably only eight to ten fancy, vivid, internally flawlesses that come to market every year. That's it. You know, we have six that we're offering. We have a few more than that, but we have six that we're offering on this special where we're giving away the diamond studs when you purchase one of these diamonds. The quality that we have is exquisite. It's hard to find. I talked about the color. I talked about the clarity. I talked about the cut and even the current weight. I had a customer yesterday that bought a diamond from... One of our competition about ten years ago, uh, with a story, um, uh, and they're trying to sell it back to the client ten years ago, and the and the and the dealer won't even talk to them. Nice, you know, just won't talk to them. Um, we don't do that at Guildhall. Every diamond we sell, we stand behind. We do have a resale program. We can put it up on our website. We do have a client list that people or always looking to acquire the highest quality diamonds. That's all we sell at Guildhall. We have on our website around now about 40 diamonds. They're there for you to see. You it's know, not it's pieces of paper. It's it's not a picture on, on, on the internet. If you like that diamond, you come see. The diamond always picks you out. Right. You don't pick a diamond. The diamond picks you out. If you're looking for one of these diamonds, and it will be on our newsletter going out this week and next week, um, they're stunning. They're a great investment. And I would encourage anybody to own any one of these diamonds, whether you're looking to put it into a ring, which we call wealth to wear, that you can show off a little bit, or you're just going to put it away in a safe deposit box for your retirement or your kid's education. This is a terrific, terrific investment.
0: You know, it's funny, Jeremy, before we break something Paul said at the first segment was, you know, you guys are again bidding on a couple of argyle diamonds and you've been advised to bid 40% more than last year. I'm thinking on the side of a guy who's bought an Argyle from you, hearing that one,
1: what a grin on his face. Yeah. I like mean,
0: 40% more like,
1: listen, I can remember selling, um, a 0. 0.23, uh, intense pink for about 21,000 Canadian, which I mean, today they're probably close to 40, 50,000 oh. Canadian, right, Paul? -hmm. On on a on an intense, you now have to go to a fancy to get to be able to come even close to that price, which even the fancies are higher than that now. So the pink market has been a fantastic market to be a part of. You can turn that into jewelry as well, and I just think you know. Look, one of the benefits of putting colored diamonds into jewelry is number one, it stands out. Okay, listen, uh, my wife has a a fancy uh, an intense yellow. I don't want to just say fancy yellow diamond, but she's got a, a colored diamond it's always attracting attention yep. she loves it we've helped uh it, we've helped uh people get involved in even diamonds in general uh even white diamonds you know look when when a woman puts on a diamond that is absolutely gorgeous she has a new best friend yeah she really does i have a friend who has a diamond that she absolutely loves she will not take it off at night and then, you know, you come across others who they came across a diamond and it was passed down through generations yep. or, you know, for whatever reason, economically speaking, it, you know, it's, it's more uh, modest in size, whatnot. And they don't love it. And I always say, listen, don't worry. That's what 10-year anniversaries are for. Yeah, right. right. But if you're going to spend money on, a, on, on a, a piece of jewelry, why wouldn't you do something that's going to go up in value over time? that the family, if it's something that gets passed on, is always going to love that diamond and they, they can always uh, change the setting and whatnot. And our settings, by the way, are more high quality than you get in retail stores right. for half the price because we're doing custom designs from one of the absolute... Best designers and jewelers uh, in the city, if not the country, we've never had anyone who, who got a diamond and said, I am not happy with this. Everyone is always so pleased with what they have. So, you know, look, if you want to make anything, whether it's diamond earrings, whether it's a pendant or, or uh, uh, even for men, if you want to do um, cufflinks, we can design anything. Now, if you want to do it with colored diamonds, so much the better, right. but we can assist any client who wants to do custom jewelry. One eight seven seven eight 7 8 silver guildhallwealthcom
0: Check out the collection there. More of The Real Money Show coming right up. Talk Radio, am 640 eight seven seven eight 7 8 silver is the number. GuildHallWealth.com. A reminder, using your registered accounts, RSPs, TFSAs, all of that stuff. Uh, $5,000 U.S. invested. You'll receive a gram of gold courtesy of Guild Hall. It's more details about the e-store and uh, the registered accounts as well. Paul?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want to own physical gold and silver, just go to our web- website, com or com. You can order gold, silver, whether you're ordering one ounce bars, one ounce maples in the silver, combo sets in gold, one ounce, ten ounce kilo bars of gold. Uh, You can take it home, pick it up from our office. Any order over $500, we will ship free to you. You can buy and put into our depository. If you don't want to take it home, you want to store it in a safe, secure, allocated, segregated depository, we offer that to you, whether it's in Toronto, whether it's in Delaware, whether it's in Singapore. And our newest location through our wholesaler is in the Cayman Islands for some people that want to keep their product out of the U.S. and Canadian system yep. at all. Um, you can buy an RSP, a TFSA, a Lira, uh, any one of the registered plans. You can put gold and silver into your account through our partners that look after this is Questrade. They're the custodian. We help doing the buying and the selling for you. And finally, we offered uh, registered, uh, not registered, but actually allocated Gold and silver, where you can finance up to sixty percent through our power margin account through Questrade as well. It's available to you.
0: One eight seven seven eight silver again. That number. Let's talk about silver all yes. around us.
2: And the reason why you should own it because there's so many usages right. in silver today. Yeah, you know,
1: we haven't really brought, uh, talked about so many usages of, of the metal, but one usage that I thought we could talk about today, um, something that a lot of people don't really know about, is that silver is used in water purification. Right. Uh, very strongly, actually. According to the Silver Institute, millions of water purifiers are sold each year, and silver is inside many of them. Silver actually prevents bacteria and algae from building up in their filters so that they can do their job getting rid of bacteria chlorine lead etc so silver and this is where it gets interesting silver in concert with oxygen acts as a powerful sanitizer that offers an alternative to other disinfectant systems. Mm, So you're actually starting to see silver more in uh, detergents and more in washing machines and things like that because once it combines, it actually does an amazing job of uh, disinfecting. So basically what happens is silver ions are being added to water purification systems uh, like uh, home systems that people use, but also in hospitals, community water systems, pools and spas. Um, you know, look, waterborne illnesses is a major problem in developing nations. And uh, the full extent of which silver can help treat the issue in clean drinking water is yet to be seen. But the the research is showing that this usage is uh, an exciting development. And it's going to c- you know, Water purification is going to continue to be uh, something that we're going to need more and more and more of, and uh, this is an exciting for silver. I think water purification is sort of, I wouldn't say on par with the next solar uh, innovation, right. but it's certainly going to be something that silver is going to continue to be needed for uh, going forward. So this is just one of many usages in silver. So next time you're, uh, you know, drinking your filtered water, think about the fact that silver is in there to prevent the algae from growing and prevent it from getting moldy and making sure that you're drinking clean water all the time.
0: Then I read that, I don't know if it was Fiat or Peugeot. It's one of I think three or four car companies now that's pretty much sworn off uh, fossil fuel cars by 2025. So they're going EV. That's more silver.
1: And and that's where battery power comes in, and we'll talk about that the next time. So you have to tune in for these exciting usages of silver. That's it.
2: But where we're talking about solar power, solar is just increasing at a tremendous rate. And with the devastation that's happened in Puerto Rico, their grid that was a little old, now they're talking about actually doing a solar power grid which is kind of exciting i mean you know that's going that island has to be rebuilt from scratch oh, yeah. almost uh and so some of the virgin islands and uh some of the other problems that happened in the us whether it was uh, texas or florida you're going to see more solar power you know being used and again it's used in every application from flat screen TVs to every cell phone to missiles which uh you know i think a, a missile has about 50 kilos uh, of silver and something like that in one of those what a uh, waste yeah what a waste but uh, anyway that's another story but it's being used at a tremendous rate and again you silver's being used up all the gold that's ever been mined is still above ground it's in bars it's in coins it's in jewelry it's still above ground. silver just keeps getting used up. You know, every cell phone has silver, but it's not even recyclable. You know, when silver gets back to about $100 an ounce, there'll be somebody picking it out with a pin. Uh, You know, that's gonna
1: happen. I I like that you just said when silver gets back to $100 an ounce, because it hit $50 an ounce in 1980. But once you start adjusting for inflation and actual supply, the analysts out there are saying silver should be way above $100 an ounce uh, down the road and you know again we have seen the the supply of physical silver continue to dwindle i think in in 1980 there was Uh, 4 billion ounces above ground. Today, there's less than 1 billion. And, uh, you know, China, India, uh, regular investors are all buying industry. Obviously, we're talking about the usages here. So, we know that silver's in demand. We know that the price can't stay down forever. Just like we know that the stock market can't levitate forever. You know, it's great to depend on on the Fed for raising uh, the stock market and helping keep things going, but it's not. The economy isn't growing. You can't have a stock market continue to grow when the economic Economic growth is at two percent or less. It's just something is going to give. Whether it's North Korea, whether it's it just starts to collapse under its own weight, whether it's uh, the fact that the U.S. dollar finally starts to collapse, and the, you know you're looking at all of these debts and everything like that. You know, it's great that we're seeing a world that's moving into this virtual uh, reality of things, and we can ignore the debts. And we can just stay online and pretend that everything's great. But we saw what happened in Puerto Rico. We know that lights can go out. And we know that the, the debt is a reality that we're going to have to deal with. So deal in the physical world. It's great to have a paper portfolio, but it's important to also have some physical precious metals and what we do at Guildhall is only physical. So contact us where the experts will be happy to assist you getting involved in the market. Till next time, one seven
0: 8 silver Again, one silver Guildhallwealth.com. Use your RSP room, your registered accounts. Use those plans and for every $5,000 U.S. invested in said plan, you'll get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall, natural fancy colored diamonds. Check them out at- out on the website as well. Lots of information every week. Until next time, check out the website. It's been The Real Money Show. Again, talk radio, AM 640.